Tyler Tambolin here, a.k.a. Totag and Tambo. Back for another Thursday Night Football Picks and Bets show here on the Mayo Media Network. Brought to you and presented by prizepicks.com. If you guys haven't yet signed up, head on over to prizepicks.com. Use promo code MMN. Get yourself a 100% deposit bonus up to your first $100 and get started with these picks. Got another game on de- on deck here. Another good game, I should say, with the Arizona Cardinals versus the New Orleans Saints in Arizona. Cardinals favored by two at home. Total currently sits at 44 and a half. A bunch of injuries going on with this game. So we'll dive into those first. Looks like Andy Dalton will come back in. I know Jameis was backing him up last game, but uh, now it flip-flopped. It looks like Andy Dalton was back at practice yesterday. We'll see what happens with Winston. He could be the emergency backup again, but we should have Andy Dalton there. Uh, Looks like James Conner and Daryl Williams will be out again. Again, this is an early recording. We do it Wednesday afternoon, get it out for you guys so that we can have it. All the information I'll talk about throughout when we get to the other segments throughout the show will be related on how you can use this information if-then scenarios. But just looking at it from here, if James Conner, Daryl Williams are out, you think Eno Benjamin again. Interesting note on him. So some reports say he was out there limited at practice yesterday. Others and some of the beat writers say they didn't see him out there. So... We'll see what happens with Eno Benjamin. Got to keep an eye on that. If not, uh, you'll have Keontae Ingram, who's out there for Arizona. And then we see who else they would call up, maybe from the practice squad, whatever it looks like there. But keep an eye on that situation. That'll be important for sure. Marquise Brown, of course, the injury. They brought in now Robbie Anderson from the Carolina Panthers. So we'll talk more on that later. And then Michael Thomas, waiting to see here. Um, not 100% sure yet, but we'll see. Doesn't look like it, though. And then, of course, uh, on the other side, you have the big news. DeAndre Hopkins is coming back from suspension. So one of Kyler's favorite targets. Nice to see him without a tag on him on the DraftKings setup. But if you took, if you look at him, we'll talk a little more on prize picks in a second as well. Uh, two picks for you guys this week. I've got two, and it's the first time all season that we're going to go double under. I told you guys it's not very often, but I'm not afraid of it. I know many people out there have a tough time with unders. And remember, I say this all the time, but they all start with zero. Everybody starts with zero when they head out onto the field. So don't be afraid of some unders. These ones, though, that I'm giving you could be a little bit scary. And I'll tell you why. Because first off, I'm going with the Alvin Kamara under 65 and a half rush yards. So he just beat it the last couple games. We just saw Kenneth Walker beat the Cardinals for over this 65 and a half, he put up almost 100 actually on the grounds. So you think, why am I going there? It's interesting though, when you look back, the reason I like this number under 65 and a half for Alvin Kamara is you go back to all the other games against the Cardinals, only one other running back has ever eclipsed this number and just barely, and that was Josh Jacobs. I believe it was week two, maybe week three. I'd have to go back and look, but just to keep in mind, that week he went, he had 19 of the 20 carries. Last week, Kenneth Walker had 21 of the 23 carries for his team. The difference is with a guy like Kamara is we don't see that, right? You see him still, even last week, Ingram still picked up nine of the carries with with Kamara having 19. You still have a guy like Taysom Hill there that can steal them away. So it's more on a sheer thing based off of volume. I think Kamara can still beat the number between the air and on the ground, full all-purpose numbers, but I'm willing to take the under 65 and a half rush yards with Alvin Kamara on the ground there. Second under... Obviously, we're going to the other side. I'm going to tie it in with a bonus pick at the end, but uh, second official pick is going to be Zach Ertz, under 49 and a half receiving yards. 
Same thing. He just beat it last game. Same as Kamara on the previous number. You're thinking, this is crazy. Let's go back to him. But the other interesting part, if you look, he actually rides that line quite a bit. 48 before this week, 47 the week before that, 45 the week before that. The key being, again, yes, Moore was there and Brown was there, but now Brown out, Hopkins in. You could say that's the same, but more. Robbie Anderson. We'll see if Eno Benjamin plays. Keontae Ingram, more of a receiving back. So if you did have those injuries that we talked about again, if then, either way, I still like it. Both of these numbers also dropping with some of the other books out there. So if we can get them for these values on prize picks before the numbers drop, especially the Camaro one. So if you want to pause the video, go put these in. Definitely recommend that. But to recap, two unders. Alvin Kamara, under 65 and a half rush yards. Zach Ertz, under 49 and a half receiving yards. So check those bets out. Put those together. I hinted at it. I said I'd have a bonus. They do have a prop up for DeAndre Hopkins at 60 and a half. So if you wanted to trust in these plays and go with that under on Zach Ertz, you could say in your mind, tell your story like we'll get to later, that it could be because Kyler's going back to his favorite target of old in Hopkins 60 and a half, take the over. That would be the third pick that I would throw in. But the two official picks I talked about are Alvin Kamara, under 65 and a half rushing yards, and Zach Ertz, under 49 and a half receiving yards. So check those out. Let's move on. Let's move over to the DraftKings. But before we do that, I want to remind everyone where they can find me. You can find me a lot here on this channel. So if you haven't yet subscribed, Mayo Media Network, Pat and myself will do the show on Friday. Talk more about that later, but we'll go through everything DraftKings when it comes to ownership, injury, stacking, roster construction, total exposures, everything like that. And then, of course, the full defense segment that everybody loves where we break down sort of the the defenses that we think you should be playing based on scenarios, opportunities, all those things that you guys want. And then, of course, at rumpiersports.com. If you guys haven't yet checked this out, go over to rumpiersports.com. Get signed up now. All sports, one price. First night of NBA smashed again. Big T's core that he puts out on the site just absolutely went off. We've been having a great run. My guy JSU just shipped in showdown. I shipped a few weeks ago there, as you guys know, on this channel, the, the Cleveland game there. But we'll get into it for this week. Going to be talking from captains starting up there. I've got a few ideas here just looking at it, some potential captains. So starting up top, the two highest priced guys are Kyler Murray, Alvin Kamara, DeAndre Hopkins, and then you look at uh, Andy Dalton, who we got to assume as of right now is in. Again, if somehow things change, Winston's 300 bucks more, so you can apply it across. But the ones I like are the two quarterbacks. The ones I dislike are Kamara and Hopkins. Uh, again, when you're looking at it from this perspective, Kyler Murray should keep a pretty tight target tree. The guys that we talked about already, we're not sure how Robbie Anderson's going to work into the mix yet. But with Hopkins, with Ertz, with whoever the running back ends up being, and then Rondale Moore, that's kind of it. So at least with Kamara up top, put at least one receiver with him, in my opinion. Again, you don't necessarily need two because he could run one in. The run, You could put the running back in there with the defense if you got the plan of your story that you're going to tell to be that Arizona beats the Saints, just using in this example to show it to you. If you put Kyler Murray up top, you have just over 6,600 that you can use moving into flex. If you say, okay, we're going to go with Hopkins, that drops you to around 5,700 and change for the for the last four spots. But if you go down to somebody else here, like let's look at Rondale Moore, uh, going into the stats just last game, 10 targets, six receptions, you know, look at him. You now have over $6,800 that you can put in this spot. Like I said, if it ends up being something where Eno Benjamin is for some reason out, 
Keontae Ingram would become a huge play on this slate. He's only $400 in the flex spot. He actually got three attempts last game, so just keep that in mind. He's there that you can make things work within your lineup. Another note, both of the kickers, right? If you look at the kickers this season, I had the stat. It was 51% of the time posted out yesterday by Cody Main of ETR, and he said that over 51% of the time, there has been at least one kicker in the winning lineups in showdown this season. So it's absolutely been kicker season. You can set it up that way again this week, just looking at it. So, um, you know, going to a guy like Will Will Lutz there on the other side for New Orleans, back-to-back, so 14, 9, and 7 in his last three games. Again, if you go use him in the flex, he's only 4,000. You have almost 8,000 available, and that's with using Kyler up top in captain, right, as the most expensive captain on the week. So Kyler. Andy Dalton, you go down to him, assuming it's him. Like I said, even if it was Winston, you got 14-1, 14-4. You have over 7,000 that you can use. Now, with Andy Dalton, I'd be wanting to pair it up two ways. So I'd want to use someone like, it looks like, again, Olave. I should have brought him up earlier, but it looks like he's going to be good to go. So you go to a guy like Olave. You go to maybe Traquan Smith, who got the action last week. You still have over 7,400. We haven't even put in, let's say it does end up being Ingram, that you can use. That's now insane amounts of money you can round it out with whatever you want essentially at that point so I would keep that in mind when you're building out your lineups but with Kyler up top at least one pass catcher with them he could run some stuff in himself especially if they're down running back so keep that in mind with Dalton up top at least two for me I want him paired up with a couple of guys just because he's not really a guy that you're going to see run a bunch um, just going into the log just to have a quick look at it here I mean what was it seven for four in week five, so even with the attempts, doesn't even get a yard per on the ground. It's just not someone you're going to want for that reason. For the receivers, I would say this. Because they're both their target trees, the quarterbacks, are pretty condensed, like I said, I would actually want to make it so that if I'm using a receiver, the reason I didn't love Hopkins or Kamara up top, not that Kamara's a receiver, but he's sometimes treated like one the way he gets everything, is that I would want to fit those guys more into the flex. To do so, you're going to need to use a more mid-tier captain. So the Rondale Moores, the Olaves, guys like that. And then you're likely, you don't have to, but you're likely pairing them up with their quarterback. Maybe now you can fit both quarterbacks. Or you can do something like Rondale Moore with Kyler. And then instead of using Dalton, you say, I'm going to use Kamara to get the all-purpose stuff. Again, that could still come in under on the rush yard prop. We talked about a prize picks earlier, but it would be a spot where maybe you could get him in there instead of Dalton, where most people, when they have that money left over from more in the captain I'm talking about, they'd want to go Kyler and Dalton and where next. Instead of having the both quarterbacks in there, you could get a little bit different by going quarterback and top option, which is Alvin Kamara, of course, for the New Orleans Saints. So that's something that I was looking at. And then the other thing, uh, scary situation. I guess he's okay by the sounds of things, but Troutman um, sort of tore something on the run. Just I think it was either Achilles or ACL or something like that. But as soon as he ran the little, um, it looked like he was going to do almost like an end around, but he was just sort of in motion, I guess, behind the, the setup they had there and ended up going down. They had to stop the game and whatnot. But either way, uh, with that said, Jawan Johnson Back into the mix here again. Not like he was out of it. He was still getting targets the last... I mean, he's got targets every game. Six, two, four, one, seven. Um, besides that, and then five in week one. Not a lot of DraftKings points, but at 3,000. 8.1 last week. 6.3 in week four. Eight in week two. 6.3 in week one. He's a guy that you can easily slide in at 3,000 if you wanted to get different. He's also a guy, if when you were using Dalton at the top in captain, that you could slide in with him as well. 
But if you put him up top at the 4,500, you've got a lot of different options that you can use. Again, I'd be wanting to put the quarterback in with him. Then you can go to the other side, probably put Kyler, use those as your starting three-man core, and you can fit a lot of stuff in around that. Lastly, like I said earlier, the kickers, I mentioned them using them. I'm saying you could also use them in captain. If you do go with that, you're going to end up on a fairly similar build. But when you have quarterbacks that you could easily see fail, Kyler has not been coming through. I think the stat is like they've only put up three points in the first quarter once all season. So it's just insane when you look at how the Cardinals have started out their season. And then on top of that, the quarterbacks on the other side, not the best. You can easily see drive stall mistakes made where these kickers do come into play. Keep in mind, when you do put a kicker up top, most doing that are going to have Kyler, Kamara, Dalton. They're going to start with those big three. Maybe even you know one of the, them gets swapped out with Hopkins. So I would probably set it up where you have a group of like at most two of those and even be comfortable where you're leaving money on the table in those builds because someone else doing that is going to end up on a pretty similar build to you and you want to have options. Not that you need to be 100% unique. You want to be as unique as possible. And it's not like you're going to be extremely duped when you have that lineup necessarily. But the point being, I don't want to be in a 1v1, 1 versus 1, or a 2 versus 2 scenario as often as as you would be when you build like that. So I'd be more willing to leave more money on the table, use a different play where maybe it's Rondale Moore comes through still, even with Hopkins back. Whereas most people will have the money to spend on Hopkins. You end up leaving the money from Hopkins down to Rondale Moore. And it's another tip with that being said, um, when people ask me all the time about, you know, in showdown, how much money can I leave on the table? Lately, we've seen lineups anywhere from 20,000 or 17,000, I think it was last week, 10,000, like a lot of money does get left on the table in these, but especially in scenarios like that, where like in the flex, you've got Hopkins at 10,200, Rondale Moore at 5,800, you could leave that 30, whatever it is over the table, just under 4,000 on the table in any given lineup. So for you to use 46,000 instead of 50, that's a prime example where you can do so just based on the fact that you're basically saying all I need is Rondale Moore to beat Hopkins. That could happen very easily. You see it all the time where a wide receiver that's priced as wide receiver two or three that beats wide receiver priced as wide receiver one because that wide receiver one is thought to have all these options. We just saw it the other night in that Chargers game. Mike Williams got completely locked down by Sertain of the Broncos and it ended up being Josh Palmer who actually almost was the winning captain on the slate. He had a Hail Mary in regulation that was not going to make the end zone and he almost batted it down or just missed the catch. But that was for a catch, 50 plus yards, the bonus, and he was already at almost 20 points in the captain. So in the end, Eckler ended up being the winning captain, but that would have changed things completely. So just to put that in your mind, there's lots of scenarios where you can leave that kind of money on the table just based on that. Uh, other than that, I don't see much else here. I would play around with some of those thoughts. Obviously, you will have to wait on some of these injuries and whatnot, but when you get them, you'll know what to do. You can apply all the things that I just said and plug in the names for those spots that I said. The biggest one to watch, like I said, would be this Eno Benjamin news because if Connor Daryl Williams are still out and Eno Benjamin ends up having to be out on the shorter week. You could see the scenario where Ingram becomes a play down at 400. And then that would change my thoughts a little bit on using those expensive, the the other expensive captains like Kamara and like Hopkins, basically only because now you would have pure value to allow more of them to fit up top. And they, they obviously are more likely to be the better captain. So 
Only in the interest of if that was to happen with the Arizona running backs, would those guys creep back into my pool. But as of now, I look at them as over-owned captains that people will go to where I want to use cheaper options to fit more or quarterbacks that can spread it out more and you don't have to worry about just one guy getting there for you. They can do enough by themselves and then you get more combinations of guys within those flex spots. So keep that in mind. Let's have a good week and showdown. Let's do what we always do though. Let's move over to the main slate this week because... A lot to talk about right off the top. The first thing would be some are dubbing week seven as Bimageddon because of the bye weeks, right? You've got some scenarios where the last two weeks we had the Bills and Josh Allen and those guys come through for us. That's not the case this week. No Bills on the slate. Uh, other teams not on. Minnesota, the Rams, there's one more, but at least those two, you've got no Justin Jefferson. You've got no Dalvin Cook, who appeared again last week against Miami. You've got no Cooper Cup who I just talked about there a second ago. So you do know Higby based on that, who's been everybody's favorite tight end. So keep that in mind when looking at it. But I think that's sort of the main first point. The next thing, just looking at it here, is some of the big totals. So just going to the board. Cincy, Atlanta. We just saw Burrow and Chase show up. Atlanta continues to be the covering machine. They're on the road, six-point underdogs, but the total is 47.5. So many will think that if Atlanta keeps up and covers again, that should push this game, push the total. We have pieces in it that we like in Burrow and Chase. Uh, Pitts finally got a touchdown last week if you want to go there, but just little things like that will keep that game pushing up the board. Detroit and Dallas. Again, we'll expect Dak Prescott to be back this week. His receivers are cheap. He's only 6700 on DraftKings. Uh, right now, the latest blurb they have on him is that is in line to be cleared medically Monday or Tuesday, practice Wednesday, go from there. So I don't have the full report yet from today at Wednesday's practice, but if Dak is back in, I think he'll get pretty popular. It's against the Lions. The total's 49. So keep that in mind when looking at stacking out. What else do we got here? I'll talk about running back in a second. There's an obvious chalk play there. Going down the board, Kansas City, is uh, so Mahomes 7,800. They're playing on the road against San Francisco. This could be a back and forth game that we see pushed, or Kansas City could just you know come in pissed off off the loss to the Bills, and we see them push through and show up for a big game here. So keep that in mind when you're looking at stacking out. Again, you've got um, Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews on this slate. I didn't talk about Baltimore, but just going back to it here, they're playing Cleveland. It's a 45 and a half total. Uh, it's in Baltimore. They're favored by six and a half. Lamar is the top price quarterback on this slate, just sticking with quarterback there. And then I had a couple other thoughts. I'll bring them up here. Oh, yes, Geno Smith. So going back to it again, Geno, 5,600 now. I know, he, you know, last week we were looking for the price increase. Now maybe we know why he didn't get it. They were horrible. Uh, it did not work out, but they kept him pretty much at the same spot. He's 5,600. I think he was 57 last week. They are going into LA with the biggest total, highest total, I should say, on the slate, a 51 point total against the Chargers. So look at that. We'll see what happens there. Uh, one interesting note, note as we segue into running back, I said we have some obvious chalk there. You've got the Raiders at home against the really bad defense of the Houston Texans as far as the rush D goes. Uh, Josh Jacobs only 6,500, but getting a lot more work lately. He looks like the smash play on DraftKings at 6,500 because they're favored by seven at home. There's a 45 and a half total. Everything looks good there, but do keep in mind, if you wanted to leverage that situation, you could look at Derek Carr at 5,900 with the pass game situation. Uh, we've been waiting all year. I mean, again, he's had okay games. I'll pull it up. Of course, speaking about Devontae Adams here, uh, 30, it was his game against the Chiefs 
was good, right? He had uh, 107 targets, three receptions, 124 yards, two touchdowns. Obviously crazy to get there on that number, but uh, just three receptions. But a big week there. But other than that, it was 22-14-9. A good week against the Chargers early the season. But just to bring it up, when you don't have Cooper Cup and you don't have Justin Jefferson and you likely have interest in Jamar Chase, because he's playing against Atlanta in the spot that we just talked about at 8,200. I think you could see Adams maybe go a little overlooked because people won't want to play Jacobs and Adams. So keep that in mind when you're looking at that there. But just going back to running back real quick, um, Kenneth Walker, still only 5,800. He's in that same spot, the high total that we just talked about. Leonard Fournette, one thing I didn't bring up is Brady at quarterback in that game. So this is one that will kind of go overlooked, I think, because the total is 40 and a half. But when you've got Tampa Bay on the road as an, right now an 11-point favorite, I know it didn't work out last week against Pittsburgh as a 10-point favorite. At one point it got up to, but uh, different spot. I think Carolina's worse, uh, worse coach, bad team just in general. They, you know, they had to fire rule to get back to some semblance of a new sort of motion that they're putting in here. But at the same time, they have... CMC trade rumors. They have a lot of different stuff going on uh, with Tom Brady and the Bucks being 11 point favorites, even though the total is only 40 and a half. All, a lot of those points are Brady and co. So the Bucks are looking just to smash here. So keep that in mind. A four net situation here at 7,700 could be in line for a big game, just sticking with running back. And then going back down to it, Brees Hall just looks really good these last two weeks. He's a guy I'd have interest in early. I mean, last four weeks, 15, 16, 31, and 23, rounding up or down with those numbers, but a touchdown in each of the last three weeks, still only 6,200, going up against Denver, who, if we just look at what we just saw, right, the, um, what was it, the Denver-LAC game, that's right, where we just saw Eckler just gash them, you could see this again here, right, if they're going to shut down whoever you want to call the number one with Sertain, whether it's Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, Corey Davis, who continues to be Zach Wilson's favorite. You could see that scenario here where it's all Brees Hall all game long, and that may get steamed up as the week goes on. But again, it's just an early look to bring that up. We already talked about some of these wide receivers. Uh, one note, like I said, is if, assuming Zach, Dak is cleared today or tomorrow and good to go and, and looking to suit up, C.D. Lamb, Noah Brown, Michael Gallup, all extremely cheap. Ga- C.D. Lamb is the most expensive of them at 6,800. And then you've got Gallup at 5,100, Brown at 4,400. So they all look really popular, at least as of now. We'll have to see how the rest of it shakes out. And then moving over to tight end, just want to talk about this. Of course, we'll save defense for the Friday show with myself and Pat right here on the Mail Media Network. Again, if you haven't yet done it, if you're new to watching the show, click the subscribe button down in the bottom right corner. Hit that thumbs up for me. It helps me out a ton. I forgot to mention earlier, uh, the tickets are coming up. I'm talking to my DK rep about it to get you guys set up, but leave a comment of your favorite captain for the week. Back to the, the segment from before for Thursday Night Football. Favorite captain of the week, the last two weeks and this week, should be for next week when I pick the winners. But again, I'll post it out on my Twitter, at ToeTagandTambo. If you haven't yet followed me there, do so. But going back to this, the tight end, Greg Dolchich, another guy that came through on the Monday Night Football game. He's only 2,500 here against the Jets. I think he'll be popular. Kate Otten is an interesting one because Brake came back last week. Otten still ran 70-ish, 65% or so of the routes and then, or of the, played that much of the snaps, still ran routes, still got the targets and even got a red zone target. Again, had two the week before that. So he almost had a touchdown. If you watch the games, 
like I do. He almost fell into the end zone there, just missed. So at 2,700, if Dolchich picks up more steam based on the Monday Night Football performance and more people are playing Fournette or if you are going to those Brady stacks and they're not using Kate Otten, I think he's a guy you can go to at 2,700 bucks, just 200 bucks more than Dolchich. And then, of course, like I said before, you've got uh, both those guys, Andrews and Kelsey, on this slate. Interesting one would be going to George Kittle. He's a squeeze play on those two guys at the top I just mentioned and the two cheap guys that I mentioned a little bit earlier. If you look at him this last game, finally bumped it up. 10 targets, 8 receptions, 83 yards. That's pretty solid. Had a red zone target. He's had three red zone targets in the last four games. So keep that in mind. One of them, he had a touchdown and just didn't get a second foot in. So it's not a touchdown, of course, with that said. But the point being, the opportunities were there. And the thing about Kittle you want is these tighter games or closer games. So if you think San Francisco keeps it close with Kansas City, this would be a spot to play him. And he is sort of in that squeeze play right there in the middle of those cheap guys I mentioned off the top and the more expensive ones on the slate. The other guy that would be a squeeze play, and it's a good one, I think, is David Njoku. 4,200 against the Baltimore Ravens. That's kind of where they do give it up a little bit over that middle, just sort of the dink and dunk with the tight ends, allowing them to get there. So Njoku at 4,200, could be another one that's interesting as well. That's going to do it for this week, guys. Of course, like I said, myself, Pat, will have the defense segment on Friday. So catch that show right here on this channel, the Mayo Media Network. If you haven't yet done it, like I said before, hit that subscribe button. Get the notifications bell turned on. Get access to all the free content notified as soon as it comes out. Doing all kinds of stuff there. You can find me, of course, on Twitter, at Toteg and Tambo. Hit me up there if you have any questions. Send me a DM, anything like that. And then, of course, all my content is over at RunPureSports.com. Sign up now. All sports. One price, NBA just kicked off. We've got NFL, MLB playoffs, of course, all the golf stuff as well. That, Like I said, leave us a comment for this week of your favorite captain for the Thursday Night Football Show. Good luck in your contest, and I'll see you guys same time, same place next week. Thank you.